Hello, hello, hello. This is Monica, and this is Remembering the Misremembered. And um, this episode is my 85th episode. And um, the title of it, if I was going to give it a title, would be... um, Yes, I probably will call this Oscarville and Lake Lanier, um, the racial conflict that led to a killer lake. Okay. During the era of reconstruction in the late 1800s, a town in Georgia called Oscarville was formed. Oscarville ended up being a prosperous community filled with successful black entrepreneurs. The town was made up of farmers, particularly skilled poultry farmers, blacksmiths, bricklayers, and carpenters. It was basically a haven for black businesses and black business owners. They were even able to continue thriving after the 1906 Atlanta riots where hundreds of black people were killed by whites. But it all changed in 1912. This is the same year that the Titanic sank and Woodrow Wilson won the presidency. In the fall of that year, two events occurred that put an end to all this black success. A white woman named Ellen Grice, who was 22 years old, claimed that in the wee hours of September 5th, 1912, she woke up and found a black man in her bedroom with, uh, she presumed, plans to rape her. When she screamed, alerting her mother, he fled her house It took two days for Sheriff Bill Reed to arrest a black man named Tony Howell, along with four others who were deemed accomplices. Their names were Johnny Bates, Fate Chester, Isaiah Perkle, and Joe Rogers. A lynch mob formed outside the jail in Forsyth County near Cumming, Georgia, and they wanted Tony Howell's head on a platter. There was a church barbecue on September 7th where the situation was discussed. A black preacher named Grant Smith was overheard saying that Ellen Grice was known to have black men in her room consensually and calling it rape. Angry white men who I guess just happened to be passing by heard what Grant Smith said. They brutally beat Smith with a horse buggy whip in front of the courthouse. A mob that was about 200 people strong quickly gathered in order to get a chance to further attack Smith. The police hid Smith inside the courthouse for his own protection, preventing further violence against him. The people who beat Smith were neither tried nor even arrested for attacking him, and he was relocated to another town for his safety's sake. A few days after Grice's alleged attack, an 18-year-old white woman named Mae Crow disappeared while walking to her aunt's house near Cummings. The next morning, Crow was found partially nude and bloody. She had been hidden under a pile of leaves and apparently left for dead. Bludgeoned with a stone, her throat was slashed and she was believed to have been sexually assaulted. She was barely alive when she was found. A small pocket mirror was found at the scene of the crime that supposedly belonged to a 16-year-old black boy named Ernest Knox. He was hunted and arrested in his home snuck out to prevent his being hanged, and a confession was coerced out of him via a pretend lynching. 
He was in an Atlanta jail where he was protected in order to stand trial. The following day, his alleged accomplices, 24-year-old South Carolina native Rob Edwards, his common-law wife Jane Daniel, Ed Collins, a 27-year-old neighbor, and Jane's brother, Oscar Daniel, were gathered up and arrested. Of course, each of these people were black, just like in the Ellen Grice case. Rob Edwards was initially arrested for May Crow's rape. When she died before she could identify her attackers, they charged him with that crime as well. He would be taken from the jail by a crowd of about 2,000 white vigilantes, dragged behind a wagon, brutally beaten with a crowbar, and lynched. He was also shot. His new body was hanged from a telephone pole in Town Square, and more shots were fired into his dead body for good measure, just for fun or whatever. Somewhere between 8,000 and 10,000 people are estimated to have watched the execution execution as if it was a concert or a movie. Ernest Knox and Oscar Daniel were tried the same day in two separate trials and found guilty of rape. Despite hanging being against the law, the two teens were hanged before an audience of 8,000 whites. The Dalaniga Nugget dismissed Daniel and Knox as brutes. This same newspaper gleefully announced that Rob Edwards was lynched and has gone to hell. Now, Ed Collins and Jane Daniel, they were not, they ended up not being charged with anything. But um, the judge who sentenced the boys to death was Newt Morris, who was later involved in the case of Leo Frank. And Leo Frank also ended up being executed. Once they were all convicted and executed, a white terrorist organization known as the Night Riders made a sweep of the town with the mission of getting rid of all the black residents. It took a few years, but they pulled out all the stops. They were knocking on doors and telling the black people to abandon their land immediately or else. In some cases, they gave black residents 24 hours to leave. Some residents made it no further than the nearest bridge where night riders forced them to jump into the river. They had no choice and there were many drownings. Black churches and black owned businesses were burned to the ground. Similar things happened to Florida's Rosewood, Oklahoma's Greenwood and other successful black communities. And it's not just a thing of the past. There are plans to build a highway through a black community in South Carolina. Oscarville had more than 1,100 black citizens and 98% of the black population would leave their homes. Those who stood their ground and stayed were murdered. Genocide turned a thriving black town into a ghost town. Now let's talk about Lake Lanier, a huge reservoir that was established in 1956. Named for poet and Confederate soldier Sidney Lanier, it controls flooding along the Chattahoochee River while also serving as the power supply, the, the power source of Atlanta's water supply. The man-made lake came to be when the United States Army Corps of Engineers built the Buford Dam. Beneath the waters of Lake Lanier lies the remnants of Oscarville, including the remains of residents who died before they could exit the town and numerous unmarked graves. Over the years, so many tragic events have occurred around and inside of Lake Lanier that the lake is widely believed to be cursed and haunted. It is a watery grave for many. Now, I'm recording this in August of 2023, and last month, July of 2023, 
The 61-year-old man from Stone Mountain disappeared after diving into the lake. Later that night, his body was recovered in the lake. A 27-year-old man went under the lake that same night, and his body wasn't recovered until August 3rd. Days before this, a 24-year-old man jumped off the dock and hit the water, only to be mysteriously electrocuted. A neighbor heard his screams for help and pulled him from the water. He was rushed to Northside Forsyth Hospital, where he would be pronounced dead. Alicia Penson and Tamika Raymond are two mothers who have called for serious change around Lake Lanier. Alicia's son, 24-year-old basketball player Dorian Penson, died in an accident on the lake in 2021, and it took nearly three months to locate his remains. Fashion designer Tamika Raymond, former wife of Usher, has created a petition to have the 38,000-acre lake reservoir drained, cleaned, and restored after the 2012 death of her 11-year-old son, Kyle Glover. Kyle was killed in a jet ski accident on the lake. The petition has thousands of signatures. A woman was attacked with a rock and beaten on a boat that was on the lake. She says that she had no idea who the woman was that attacked her, and she didn't know why she was attacked. Somebody was bitten by a rabid beaver. People have been swimming in the lake and reported feeling as though something is pulling them under. They can feel limbs. There have been numerous fatal accidents near Lake Lanier too. On Christmas Day 1964, a family of seven, two adults and five children were all killed when the car they were traveling in flipped and fell into the lake. As a result of all the deaths, Ghosts have been seen near Lake Lanier, including a lady in a blue dress. What does it all mean? And why hasn't this lake been shut down? I would say that keeping Lake Lanier alive is good for business. It's great for tourism and generates millions of dollars each year. I can't imagine it ever being shut down for that reason alone. But people choke the tragedies up to paranormal activity and vengeance from the ancestors that continue to lay underneath the lake. I think it's very disrespectful to swim in, throw trash in, pee in, and do the other things that people have done over the years. The existence of that lake itself is an act of disrespect, so I'm sure the tragedies will continue. They won't shut the lake down and people won't stop visiting it, boating on it, and swimming in it. I guess they either don't believe the hype or they want to have a crazy experience. Woo! Uh, it couldn't ever be me. I simply could not do it. In 1987, Oprah Winfrey broadcast an episode of her show from Forsyth County. And uh, this was 75 years after black residents were forced out. By that time, it was an all-white town. In 2022, Forsyth County was ranked the second wealthiest county in the state of Georgia, behind Fulton County. Now, there's a Lake Lanier film coming our way in September 2023. I think the name of it is simply um, Lanier. So if that interests you, be on the lookout for that. But um, is Lake Lanier cursed and haunted? If not, why is there so much crazy activity in and around the lake? Should Lake Lanier be shut down once and for all? Or should it just be allowed to continue? I don't know. I just, uh, I don't think it should be, but <clears throat> I can't imagine it being closed down. You know, it, um, all the publicity that surrounds it 
just assures that people will continue visiting. And once they visit, they want to participate in water sports and they want to boat and swim and do all the, the normal things you would do in a normal lake. But I just don't know. But anyway, uh, this is Remembering the Misremembered. I'm Monica, and I'll be with you soon with new stories.